0: and for the world at large. Let's begin. Hi everyone, welcome to today's episode. Today we'll be discussing the power of non-reactivity. So to define non-reactivity, non-reactivity is the life skill of having an experience, a life experience, experiencing an emotion or having a thought and being able to mindfully and consciously choose how to respond to those things, as well as consciously choosing how to interpret an experience as opposed to allowing the immediate reactive impulse to cloud our judgment and ultimately do the interpreting of those things for us. Non-reactivity is accomplished through allowing experiences to come and go without reacting to them in an effort to change them or attaching to them or trying to control them. So in this episode, we're going to talk about some details on what non-reactivity is, some some important insights on non-reactivity. We're gonna talk about the importance and benefits of developing this life skill of non-reactivity. And then finally, we're gonna talk about how to develop this life skill of non-reactivity in your life. So in essence, non-reactivity is the practice of present moment awareness. So it's being present in the moment and not identifying with your emotions or your thoughts or your beliefs or your mind-made identities or your past mistakes, you know, living in the past or living in the future. It's being in the here and the now without judgment and being in total acceptance of whatever is in the moment. So many of us who have been abused, traumatized, who've experienced, say, toxic childhoods, households that were unsafe and unhealthy, we we had to sacrifice our authentic self. We had to stuff down our feelings. Most of us were not allowed to express our thoughts, or feelings, we didn't have a voice. And in essence, we had to do this to survive. So our superiors many of which are who are listening to this episode had narcissistic parents, right? So our superiors, our parents are narcissistic mothers or fathers. They were unsafe. Um, they were definitely not emotionally available. And oftentimes they were actively exploiting us as kids, right? So therefore we did not get permission to be ourselves and express ourselves. So in essence, what we had to do is we have to sh- shove down our entire true authentic self. And the devastating effects of this is that our subconscious mind is riddled with all these denied elements of ourself our wounds our pain our our unresolved trauma and those things are just waiting to get triggered and coming and and come to the surface when we do get triggered so any activation of these wounds of this pain shows up as a trigger and when this happens because there's years of unresolved emotional pain all this stuff just comes flooding back and and it takes us over it really is all-consuming so it, what happens is it becomes very difficult to be mindful, to be non-reactive, to be present. And as a result of this, we're not going to have very much clarity as to what's going on when we are in this emotionally dysregulated you know, state. We're usually highly reactive, or oftentimes we're destructive, and we, our decision-making is heavily influenced by these negative emotions and negative thoughts, negative beliefs, and, and these paradigms that we existed in since childhood. And as a result, our decisions are not necessarily going to be made in our best interest and in that of our higher self. Now this is why the life skill of non-reactivity is so pivotal, because what it does is it allows us to calm these storms of our emotional dysregulation without doing anything to hurt ourselves or others around us, and it allows us to create that emotional regulation and that inner peace so that we can then, as a result of that, have clarity and see what it is that we need to do and what's coming up for healing, what do we need to change about ourselves, uh, and how can we ultimately get back into alignment with our truths, with our authentic self, and uh, be in the present moment. So for anyone who has worked with me and knows my process, one of the first skills that we want to work on on the healing journey is non-reactivity. Without non-reactivity, we can't get the clarity, like I mentioned, that we need to actually look at our wounds and understand how we show up to the world. So without non-reactivity, we're not able to appreciate our beingness. Oftentimes we're, we're in the in our, in our heads, we're, we're busy doing things, we're busy distracting ourselves. So non-reactivity and being present allows us to then get that clarity, like I mentioned. And, and when you're in the moment, you're able to just appreciate who you are even though you're in pain. So oftentimes when we're in pain, we're escaping and avoiding ourselves. Oftentimes we're living with this narrative of how much of a victim we are. uh, And and, and we're just not with ourselves. We're self-avoidant. And this is understandable because if you're in pain, you're not gonna wanna hang out with yourself. So non-reactivity says, I'm not going to judge my pain. I'm not going to disconnect from it or attach to something to soothe my pain. But Rather, I'm just staying present in the moment with my pain. And that way I can allow my pain to teach me right so non-reactivity is opening a space so that we can invite in whatever is going on in the moment and have a look at it without already identifying what it is or judging it or seeing it as bad or good it just is what it is and it's something that we need to learn from so when we accept our pain without labeling it without judging it Again, we create that space, our wounds, our child self feel safe enough to enter into our present moment experience. And ultimately based on that, we can then do some healing work um, by looking at it and getting some insights as to what we need to do for ourselves to get the healing we need. Now, when we are practicing this life skill of non-reactivity we're not going to get it right right away it's a life skill and at first we may not even realize we don't have this life skill but as we slowly start to uh, step into the present moment and just watch ourselves and be non-reactive to what we are experiencing then we can gather gather many insights many powerful insights as to what we need to do to heal i can't even begin to describe how extremely vital and important this life skill is you know when you develop this life skill you are more at peace, and as a result, you are easier to be around, people appreciate you more, you can appreciate yourself more, you can engage in much more self-loving behaviors, and and, and ultimately, you develop this relationship with yourself that's much more self-accepting. You know, you're easier to be around, and as a result, your relationships are more fluid. And this is because you know when you're in the moment, and you're present, and you're just not reactive, what happens is you're, you're accepting what is what's coming without judgment, right? And as a result of that, you're accepting your, set, your own experience, you're accepting someone else's experience, you know, without clinging to the other person in a needy way or judging them, or rather you're just fully engaged in a relationship, you know, as yourself and, and allowing the other people to do the same. And that really creates a wonderful environment for everyone who's around to appreciate the relationship. So there are many, many benefits of developing this life skill. Those are just to name a few. So now I wanna go into how to practice the life skill of non-reactivity. I'm going to bring some insights from an article. This one is by Lachelle Lochard. It's called Practicing Non-Reactivity. She says that there are many ways to approach managing reactivity. She says perhaps the most effective and joyful way is to direct your attention to something pleasant. For this practice, it is useful to simply assume that reactivity is arising anytime you are distracted and not enjoying something. As such, you don't need to wait until you notice reactivity to interrupt it. Most likely since humanity began, we have known the simple contentment of fully attending to something in the present moment, the simple act of giving your attention to something in the environment that you find pleasing, holding it there for a few minutes, and then consciously noticing the corresponding sense of enjoyment you feel interrupts tension and contraction. She mentions that the tricky part is remembering to do this. When you go too long without directing your attention in this way, the practice becomes less accessible. So you have a sense of getting farther and farther from life, from yourself. You know, waking up on a typical day, you might begin by naturally attending to something you enjoy. Perhaps you take a moment to pet your cat, snuggle your your child, or appreciate the morning sunlight. She she says that you should set your intention to linger a few minutes longer with those simple joys and let your attention sink in. Starting the day in this way can create momentum in the direction of practicing non-reactivity. She mentions the next step is to set your intention to engage this practice intermittently throughout the day. It'll be easier to recall your intention if you choose something specific with which to practice. And some of the possibilities for that, uh, some examples of those she brings are someone's smile, the sound of birds, the sound of wind moving through the trees, the shape of the trees outside of your window, and uh, the quality of light as it changes throughout the day. So you see, these are some of the examples of things that we experience throughout the day, but if you make a note and you create an intention to just, when you notice it, pay attention to how you feel and just enjoy the experience, that can create a habit of non-reactivity and just present moment awareness and appreciating what is going on in the here and now. She continues, perhaps the most pervasive form of reactivity is the sense that you have to keep doing whatever you're doing. You lose access to choice. There is some vague sense of anxiety or threats that bind you to that particular task, line of thinking, and negative emotions. The practice of intermittently releasing the thing at hand and presencing with something pleasant in your environment frees you from reactive binds. As you touch this freedom again and again, eventually ease and joy become the default felt sense of your life and reactivity becomes the interruption. So non-reactivity, present moment awareness, and enjoying your experience in the here and now becomes the norm. And ultimately, when you deviate from that, you can bring yourself back to the norm. So this is a habit. And ultimately, the more we do something, the more it becomes part part of our life. And then the more we notice when we are not doing it. And she finishes off the article with practice. You know, it's a life skill that no one masters overnight. She says, right now, take a moment to engage in this practice Find something in your environment that is pleasant. Notice the sensation of joy or pleasure in your body. Return your attention to the pleasant thing in your environment and let it sink in a few minutes longer than usual. So now here's some of my added insights as to how we can work on, develop, and refine this life skill of non-reactivity. So like I mentioned a little bit earlier, the first skill of healing is non-reactivity. If we are too reactive, healing cannot happen. We have to develop space between our emotions and the action that we're gonna take as a result of that uh, emotion or that thought or that belief or that experience. So the more space we have, the more time that we will then ultimately have at our ex- exposure to insert a newly chosen and more optimal response as opposed to our hardwired and impulsive reaction. Healing, if we are too reactive, it can't happen unless we give ourself the space we need to listen to our pain, to feel our pain and learn from it and teach us about what we need to know in order to heal. So we have to create that space, we have to create that safety, and we have to realize that we are not our pain. Our pain is extremely difficult to be with, it's uncomfortable, who wants to be in pain? We have to understand that it will pass and we have to sit there with it because the longer we run away from it, the more we avoid it, the more time it'll take to pass. We have to sit with it, the only way to it, to the opposite side to healing is through it. And the next thing we wanna do is meditation. You know, meditation could be listening to wonderful sounds or listening to something that brings you into the moment. But ultimately, a meditation is, as I see it, anything that helps you be in the present moment. Whether it's any of your five senses, practicing present moment awareness happens just by being aware of any of the five senses in your immediate surroundings. And finally, forgiveness and compassion for yourself for not getting this life skill right immediately. The first time, because ultimately, no one does. It's a life skill, and you will screw it up. And when you do, when you get distracted, when you start beating yourself up, or when you're just too responsive and you start lashing out at people or shutting down, you are working against years of programming that were created in order to help you to survive. So you're going from survival, you're going on the healing journey to thriving. It's a massive road and we can't just get there right away. We have to work slowly but surely developing this life skill. And the more that you give yourself that space and the more you forgive yourself for not getting it right, the more compassion you have, the more you can release the judgments of your experience of what's going on around you. And when that happens, you are well on your way to developing inner peace, getting the clarity you need. And that's really where it's at. It's the present moment, peaceful existence and accepting what is without judgment that really brings us the healing that we desperately Need So I want to finish off with a quote. This is one of my favorite. I actually shared it in a, in a podcast a while back, but I'm going to share it again because it's just such a fantastic quote that really so much of healing is dependent on. Uh, this is Viktor Frankl, who is a neurologist, a psychologist, and a Holocaust survivor. He says, between the stimulus and the response, there is a space, and that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. Right, so if we're too reactive, we are giving away our power. We're saying other people get to decide how I should feel. You know, we we attract people like toxic narcissists who say, "Hey, listen, let me just pick on your wounds," and you're so reactive. You know, they can very easily control somebody who is reactive. So we have to take ownership of our, our reactive. We have to take ownership of how we interpret our experience. We have to create that space inwardly. And when we are non-reactive, when we are more peaceful inwardly, we are much more uh, present. And as a result of that we just attract healthier people, people who are also present, creating a really wonderful uh, life for ourselves, our relationships start to improve. So again, I cannot say enough about this powerful life skill of non-reactivity. And if you would like to work with me one-on-one to refine your craft of non-reactivity, it'd be an absolute honor to. And I would love to help you develop this in your life so you can become that healthy, present moment, peaceful, and authentic self that you are, but ultimately is is buried below many layers of reactivity and programming. So please reach out if you'd like to work with me. My email is yitz, Y-I-T-Z, at magnoliahealingcenter.com. You can reach me by phone, 818-210-6049. I want to thank you all so very much for joining me for today's episode. Until next time, all best.